This is FM 100.5, 101.9, AM 1450, and WGNSRadio.com. Rutherford County's Place to Talk. Hip, hip, hooray, let's give a cheer. It's 9 a.m., the signal's clear. Our favorite host is in the chair. The Truman Show is on the air. It's The Truman Show with Truman Jones. A look at the politics, news, sports, and people that are shaping Rutherford County. The Truman Show is on the air. The Truman Show is on the air. Now from Adams Place on Memorial Boulevard, it's The Truman Show on News Radio WGNS. Here's Truman Jones. subject today. Um, we have two guys that are out of their minds that are visiting <laughs> today over here at Adams Place. Uh, Chris Hardy, uh, actually you're the member of the month of what crazy organization is that? <laughs> uh, well, good morning. Yeah, I'm the member of the month, I guess, of uh, the Murfreesboro chapter of the Experimental Aircraft Association, or the EAA. Experimental? Yeah, Experimental Aircraft Association. It was kind of born um, in the experimental aircraft movement um, of folks building their own airplanes uh, and flying their own. In fact, I had been in some of the houses where they were actually building the airplane inside their house. Right. What yeah. kind of nut would do that? Well, it's a lot of us, actually. Um, oddly enough, uh, uh, I fly... Uh, you'd call it a store-bought airplane, you know, kind of like Chevrolet or Ford. I fly a Cessna. Oh, okay. um, I always wanted to build my own airplane, though, uh, so I started hanging out with this bunch, uh, learning a little bit about that um, and Jerry everything. Quick, is he one of these people? Uh, Jerry is one of those people. <laughs> that, uh, How many of you are there? Oh, we have quite a bit, uh, bit of members. Jerry might be able to speak of that, uh, the number of members a little bit better than myself. I think it's around 250,000 total in uh, EIA. How many is in our community? In our community, we have about 45. Wow. That's more than I thought there would be. So how did all this begin? And uh, um, what, what, is, what actually, other than the relationships between people that love to fly, what, what is the aim and goal of this particular group that you've got? The aim of the EIA is to promote aviation. Okay. Now, and how do you all do forms, that? All forms of aviation. Yeah. Um, we do presentations every month. We'll have a program at the Murfreesboro Airport every mm -hmm. second Thursday of the month. And um, we'll, uh, it, can be on, it can be on different rules of flying. It can be on building, working on an airplane. Uh, we have several members, as y'all were just talking about a minute ago, that have built their own airplanes or rebuilt certificated airplanes, or mm -hmm. Chris says store-bought airplanes. Um, it's amazing. It, it, it's almost like people that restore classic cars. It, yeah. It's the same kind of deal, except it's airplanes. Now, how, do these airplanes have to be certified in any way? They do get an inspection, yes. They, yeah. they do, and they get a yearly inspection as well. 
and uh, just like uh, our store-bought airplanes do, they have an annual inspection. Now, what is included in that inspection? Because I know that airplanes are something that are probably safer than the cars, but if anything goes wrong, um, then you've got a problem. Right, right. And, you know, it, it, in an inspection, you know, they're going to check the compressions of your engine. They're going to mm -hmm. check the conditions of, of your brakes, flaps, ailerons, rudder elevator, your control cables. Uh, there, there's, a, there's a whole list. And actually, they're given a list from the FAA of different items to check. Mm -hmm. And uh, I actually do, on my airplane, I do what's called owner assist. So I'll, I'll take it down, the inspection panel's loose, and pull the interior out of it. And, uh, I mean, you even pull the carpet out of it mm -hmm. to, so the mechanic can come and inspect all the pulleys and stuff. I can't think of anything safer, Jerry, than people who um, have all the qualifications already. Uh, you've been through all kinds of training. So, and then you know what every little item in your airplane does. And if it goes wrong, you you have a, an idea of what to do with it at, at any point in time. Is that correct? That's right. That, that's right. You learn your airplane. The particular airplane that I have right now, I've had for five years, and I know it inside now. And part of me knowing it inside out is because I've helped work on it with my mechanic. Mm -hmm. And um, he, has, he showed me a lot. And some of our chapter members have showed me a lot as well. It's a great resource for owning something like that. And it also makes it a lot more affordable. Really? Really. Oh, yeah. It's cheaper to build it yourself? Uh, it's cheaper to know somebody that knows how to work <laughs> on it. <laughs> you know, somebody that's experienced a problem yeah. is like, this is what you need to do, or this is where you can get this part cheaper, and and, uh, and uh, it makes a big difference. Now, what what? Uh, let's go back. Now, Chris, when uh, when did you first get interested in flying, and what... Uh, direction did you go to become as competent as you are because you're a captain um, with Southwest Airlines correct um, you could say well it's not an exaggeration I was born into it um, I'm third generation pilot in my family my dad is a retired airline pilot and uh, my great uncle his uncle was an Air Force pilot mm -hmm. so I was quite literally born into it um, I've always been around it and uh, immersed in it my whole life and there was never there was never a moment when I doubted that I was going to be a pilot. It was, it was what I was going to do with my life. It's what I do as a profession. It's what I do in my downtime. My wife would say it's what I do with too much of my downtime. <laughs> but uh, yeah. Do you ever take her up? Oh, often. often. Does, she, does she like it? Uh, she loves it. So um, we do what uh, in the aviation community is called the $100 hamburger, which means you go get in your airplane, you fly to another city, and you get a rental car, and you go somewhere to eat. Uh, I've fairly, never heard of that before. Uh, yeah, we'll go eat a, a fairly normal. We'll go eat a hamburger and some French fries somewhere, and then we'll fly home. Um, so that's one of our favorite activities that we do. I mean, we just hit up some of the local uh, Middle Tennessee cities. Um, my, my daughter goes to school at uh, UT Martin, so mm -hmm. we fly up. We fly up over there, and she comes pick us up, take us to lunch, and we'll fly back. 
and it, it's a little more than a hundred dollar hamburger anymore, but it's still worth it, and it's just uh, uh, it's real enjoyable. Your whole world is taken up in the air, isn't it? <laughs> Pretty much. Pretty much. I wouldn't have it any other way. Did, where did you learn to fly originally? Well, uh, my dad started teaching me how to fly in Georgia. Um, I'm, I'm from just east of Atlanta. Um, oh, sorry to hear that. <laughs> started, uh, started learning how to fly down there, um, mm -hmm. and then I came up here for uh, college to MTSU. Mm -hmm. and, um, you I, went to their flight school here? I did. I, I, I did my, um, my, most of my ratings through uh, the MTSU flight school. Yeah. How many students were there at the time, flight, flight uh, students? Oh, man. Um, not near as many as there are now. Um, I, I can't even would There's even over the number. 800 now. There, there's quite a bit. I, I would put it in the 100 range because at the time, um, all you had to be was an aerospace student to use the MTSU flight school. Wow. So I, I didn't even major in professional pilot. I was trying to diversify myself, and I did uh, aerospace administration, so I learned a little bit about the management side. Mm -hmm. uh, but I still use the MTSU flight school um, to get my ratings. You know, it's my understanding that they're looking maybe to have their own uh, airport landing and all of that. that. That's a big change, isn't it? Uh, that, it would be a big change. Yeah, I'm not sure what all they're looking into over there, but uh, that would be a big change. Uh, MTSU is a big part of the airport. Yeah. Would, th would that change the Murfreesboro Airport a whole lot? Of course, I know there's a lot of activity at Murfreesboro anyway. Oh, it, it certainly would, I'm sure. Yeah. All right, Jerry, you're next. Jerry Swick, tell, was, tell me how you got started. I'm second generation. My father was a pilot. You know something. And, and I just... Uh, he was not an airline pilot, as I'm not an airline pilot, but uh, uh, flew because he enjoyed it. Mm -hmm. And uh, um, I got hooked on it. And when I finally got to where I could afford to do it, I learned to fly. And and uh, now I've spread it on. I have my oldest daughter is a pilot. Oh, wow. Yeah, and actually owns her own flight school, and she's an air traffic controller by trade. Well, now, where is she? She's in Oklahoma City. Oh, all right. Yeah, and uh, um, I have a son that's an airplane mechanic, so it, it's it's very infectious. Yeah, that's a great responsibility, isn't it, to be a mechanic in Air Force? I remember when I was in uh, um, in in the airborne unit at Fort Bragg, and uh, they wanted us to pack our own air chutes. I didn't feel comfortable doing that. I, I didn't either. trust myself doing that. But but uh, uh, having all of that responsibility of the safety of the pilot and, and the passengers and all that, that's pretty tough, isn't it? It is. It is. I wouldn't want to pack my own chute either. Now, you were, you were American Airlines. Yes, you I, are. I work with American Airlines. Yeah. That's, yeah. You guys have, have neat careers. You really do. Those careers that... A lot of people would love to do it, but um, it's one of those that you have to pour your whole heart and soul into jobs like that, don't you? You do. And, you know, we have a lot in both of our airlines. We have a lot of people that have been there a long time. Yeah. I mean, my most senior people started in the mid-'70s and are still yeah. working. And our company as a whole, our most senior people started in the mid-'60s. Wow. Yeah. 
Now, you are so interested in flying with your families, like you, Chris, and and um, you're, we're talking about three generations and, what, four generations, I think? Or, uh, well, about to be four generations on my side. My my kids are interested, and I've already started teaching my, uh, my son to yeah. fly. But you love it so much, you're wanting to reach out into the communities here and let other young people find out just how special it is and give them an opportunity to be part of, of the that those um, special people. I always tell uh, J.D. Kennedy, I said, you're crazy. You know, all you guys are crazy. <laughs> Even Admiral Jimmy Taylor, I tell him that every once in a while. But but uh, they they know how special it is for, for to, to have that um, love of being in the air, you might say. So what are you guys doing now? Well, coming up here in uh, just over a week on uh, Saturday, uh, September 18th, we're uh, mm -hmm. putting on, uh, we call it a Young Eagles event, um, where uh, from 10 That's in the morning. That's a great title. It, it is, isn't it? Uh, it from at 10 a.m. to 1.30, um, we're going to have a little bit of food, a little bit of refreshment, and we're going to be giving uh, free airplane rides to kids to introduce them to the joys of aviation um, and introduce folks to how... Uh, how attainable it is. A lot of people think it's something really far out of their reach. I'd never be able to do that, but it's not. If I can do it, anybody can do it. Um, and it, for a lot of kids especially, I've given a lot of first airplane rides. Um, some of those first airplane rides I, I, I gave are their pilots now. Mm -hmm. um, you know, some of them I was a, I'm able to oversee their training a little bit as they go, um, and it just ignites a love for for something really special. I'm privileged to be able to do it, and I just want to share that with, with everybody, especially the kids. Now, I, I presume that the parents have to give their blessings to it, and are they the ones that you guys go through uh, to reach out to the kids? Are, are, is any of this done in any of the schools here, or how's the message passed? Uh, well, we're, we're talking about it right now on the radio. We, we'll advertise a little bit on social media. Um, and uh, actually our biggest advertisement that gets us the most folks out is just uh, putting it on the sign in front of the airport. Uh, and I think You're talking about Murfreesboro Airport? Mur yes, sir, Murfreesboro Airport. Uh -huh. And uh, but word of mouth gets out, too, that we're putting on the event. Uh, parents, grandparents can bring them over. And um, it's backed by the National Association of the EAA. Mm -hmm. And um, we've got a whole program set up. We get the kids signed up. Um, for the EAA Young Eagles. Um, they have a few benefits through the National Association as well mm -hmm. of a free, uh, free student membership and some access to online training courses and stuff like that. So when they um, contact you, uh, first of all, how do they contact you? All they have to do is show up. You just come on. Uh, show up at the Murfreesboro Airport. What time? Uh, 10 a.m. at the Murfreesboro Airport on uh, Saturday, September 18th. Just what a little what time will they actually go up in the air? Uh, we'll be starting flying our kids at 10 a.m. Uh -huh. uh, we've got quite a number of pilots that will be doing that. Uh, we'll get you signed in, registered, and we'll set you up with a pilot, walk the parent and the child out to the airplane, uh, parent flies with them? Uh, no, the parent won't fly with them, but we, we let the parent come on out, help help us get them buckled into the airplane. 
uh, walk them through what we're going to do, and uh, the kids will. What learn. happens if the mother starts screaming? <laughs> <laughs> she wants to be with them. Well, fortunately, we haven't had that happen yet. Uh-huh. <laughs> But we usually load the airplane up with, uh, you know, with uh, two or three kids mm-hmm. uh, and the pilot and, uh, and let them take off for a 20-minute or so adventure around the Murfreesboro Airport. Maybe they get to see their house. Maybe get to see their school. Wow. That's pretty interesting. I had, a, I had a young lady last time we did it, and she was maybe nine. She was scared to death for that first ride. After the first ride, I couldn't get her out of the airplane. She went like four times with me that day. <laughs> it's amazing. It really she is. She loved it. If you haven't been in the air before, it, it's different. Now, I presume that you guys are going to be flying smooth, no dips, no turnarounds and stuff like that. You're going to be flying. What if the weather is different that day? What, what if, if there's a, a wind um uh, maybe a possibility of thunderstorm, something like that. What do you do? Well, we don't we don't want to fly in thunderstorms, but if if there is uh, if it's just a breezy day out, yeah, we'll tell them before we leave. Now it might be a little bumpy, and it could be bumpy here yeah. taking off, and then get up three thousand feet, it'd be smooth as glass. Yeah, but uh, we'll prepare them for that. You and, want it to be a a great experience for right, them, right? Right, because the the object of it is to get them uh, focused on something that could be special in their lives. And then uh, once, once you get down, they'll, they'll, they'll want to keep coming back. Now, how do most of them say if their parents have not been uh, pilots before them, generations before them, and this is their first shot, how do they um, – get to the point where they can start taking lessons and, and uh, um, be part of the, the airways, you might say? Well, uh, out in Murfreesboro, we've got a pretty good airport community. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, there's, some, uh, there's plenty of avenues to go flying um, to start learning. Yeah. Uh, Murfreesboro Aviation has a, a great flight school on the field. And if they're, you know, close to a, a, an age, and when I say that, you need to be 16 in your training to do your, do your solo flights okay. uh, during your training. So, you know, f- about 14 or so is a good age to actually begin to learn. Uh, so if someone's in that age range, we refer them over to Murfreesboro Aviation. They've got a great staff of, of instructors, mm-hmm. and uh, we kind of steer them in that direction mm-hmm. to get started teaching. How important is it to go, well, Murfreesboro uh, over here at MTSU, they have one of the best flight schools anywhere in the world. And, and a lot of uh, people that are flying commercial that, that have actually flown in, in, the, in the military, um, it, it's, how important is that? You went through it. I did. did what, what did that do for you going through the, the uh, flight school here at MTSU? Well, uh, there. First, there's several avenues you could go. You can go through a university like I did. I did some of it my own, and I, I kind of finished up um, some of it at MTSU, and then I did a little more on my own. Mm-hmm. Uh, but what MTSU gave me, um, I had a, a leg up on my peers when yeah. I got started in my career yeah. uh, because of the aviation education that I, I got at MTSU. Mm-hmm. Um, I was able to, my first few steps, uh, or rungs on the you know career ladder, um, I, I had a I had an adva- definite advantage mm-hmm. over my peers, um, and 
I wouldn't change going to MTSU for a thing. It did a, a lot for me. Uh, it allowed me to, to get a couple of, uh, of good breaks that I may not have otherwise had, all because of that decision to go to MTSU. Yeah. Jerry, you, there's a lot of people here in this community. I don't know, did all of them go through a flight school that have built their own airplanes? Uh, did they uh, just had a, a special knack for uh, building and flying and all those type things. You know, some people are just, they're just born to do things. It, That's right. It, would that be a lot of what you have there? That's right. We have we have a wide variety of, of people. You know, we have engineers, of course, that's mm -hmm. easy for them to, to, to do that. But we have people that work in factories or mm -hmm. people that work for insurance company that are in aviation that, there's no there's no set career path that gets you involved in it. Yeah. Um, it, it uh, and it's neat to see. You know, we have former military pilots. We yeah. have people that have never been in the military. Uh, it's um, we all have this commonality though of loving flying and aviation. Whether it's building your own plane or buying a plane or renting a plane, it, it's uh, we all just love to fly yeah. and. Uh, um, so it, it's uh, you, we have the term over at the airport, the uh, airport bums. People just get together and talk about it, or, yeah. or hang out at the hangars, or you know, and it, it's a it's a community. What do you do when you have these young people, these young eagles? I I just I do I love that term. Mm -hmm. uh, it, 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 it kind of sounds like somebody's going to go into the the military, be a jet <laughs> pilot, and they're going to take out all MIGs and all that stuff. Uh, what do you, what do you, when you see something that they just take to it, they seem to learn quicker and they seem to have more energy when they're doing that. I, I tell you, I, and I just noticed this last week, I don't know if I showed you this, Chris, but the, I love to watch young people come in. I, I was in a classroom last week and couple of young people came in and they're doing all this math across the board and, and trying to figure out um, uh, uh, trying to figure out an equation how to figure density altitude or pressure altitude that's pressure what it was altitude, yeah. and it's just amazing when you see somebody that's 19 20 21 doing that uh, and and it's just a joy for me to watch I'm actually working towards being a flight instructor just because I love being around that that kind of person. Now, where would most flight instructors be right here in Rutherford County? Are, are, are a lot of them do that on their own, or uh, do I'm sure they have them at the airports uh, over here, and probably at Smyrna also, wouldn't they? Oh, yeah. I, I, have, I hadn't talked to John Black about any of that stuff, but I'm sure they've got just about everything that's needed. Yeah. They do. We've got uh, Murfreesboro Aviation over here has a great flight instructor. Smyrna has, uh, I think, at least two flight schools mm -hmm. uh, you know, staffed with flight instructors. Uh, all you have to do to walk into is walk into an airport in Rutherford County, and you get steered the right way. Yeah, you're 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 in a uh, flight state right here, Tennessee. Very is much. A, uh, all right, let's take a quick break, and we'll get back to the air instructions.
Adams Place Retirement Community is a part of National Healthcare Corporation. In 1971, the founder, Dr. Carl Adams, had a vision to provide higher quality health care for seniors. His dream was to create a campus concept that offered in-house services for residents as they age with different needs. Call 615-904-7100 and schedule a tour. Hey, honey, got the 70-inch flat screen mounted. Come take a look. Uh... Why are the instructions still wrapped in plastic? Instructions are just another man's suggestions. <sighs> you sure about that? Need another chance? Get one with Powerball with Double Play. Add Double Play for just a dollar and give your numbers a second chance to win up to $10 million with drawings every Monday, Wednesday, and Saturday. Powerball with Double Play and the Tennessee Lottery. Game-changing fun. Please play responsibly. We recently talked to a world-renowned gemologist. Hmm, the optic character of this ruby is brilliant. And the refractive index on this sapphire is simply superb. And judging by the writing on the top of this diamond, I'd say that it could be worth up to $500,000. I'll give it a scratch just to make sure. Woo! We've got ourselves a real gem here. Take it from the experts. The new September Instant Games are truly brilliant. See for yourself. Only from the Tennessee Lottery. Game-changing fun. Please play responsibly. Generation 4 Creation presents the 20th Anniversary Grandparents Day Celebration with talent and creative grandchildren grades K-12 through for visual and performing arts. Saturday, September 11th at 4 p.m. at Right Now Rehearsal Studio, 1203 Park Avenue with longtime host Lynette Cole and a special tribute to Mary Glass. For reservations, log on to www.gfckids.org or call 615-890-7116. Generation 4 Creation. It's all about about the kids. Hey fellas, it's Scott. I want to encourage you to make your health a priority. It's easier than you think at Low T Center. They're reinventing the doctor's visit, making it quick and easy to get all your levels checked, not just your testosterone levels. They offer a comprehensive health assessment so you know all the numbers important to your health. Low T Center exclusively specializes in men's wellness. They're one of the leading men's medical providers in the country. If you've been feeling tired, grumpy, have a lack of motivation and drive, or have noticed weight gain and loss of muscle mass, these could all be signs of low testosterone levels, low thyroid, or even sleep apnea. Low T Center will help you determine the cause of your symptoms and will help you get back to feeling your best. It all starts with their quick and easy health assessment and is covered by most health insurance. Low T Center is concierge medicine exclusively for us men. And now they offer monitored self-inject at-home testosterone treatments, providing convenience and additional health monitoring measures for your safety, including a take-home blood pressure monitoring cuff. To schedule your health assessment, go to LowTCenter.com. Low T Center, reinventing men's health care. Now, an update from the WGNSRadio.com News Center. I'm Ron Jordan. National Guard soldiers are providing emergency staffing at Tennessee hospitals. About 200 members of the National Guard are providing support at 20 hospitals across the state. The staffing shortages have been brought on by a surge in COVID-19 cases. Only 5% of the intensive care beds are open in Tennessee. News Radio WGNS has more news on that gas leak at Rockvale High School. James Evans with the Rutherford County Schools reported that after the school closed early on Wednesday to fix the leak, that the work would continue into Thursday. They must complete a pressure test of the entire system before we are allowed to occupy the building. As such, Rockville High School will remain closed Thursday, September 9th, and we will use a stockpile day to cover the closure. This only affects the high school. 
Evans says it looks as if all work will be completed by Thursday afternoon and the school will likely be open for class on Friday. A new national survey conducted by Morning Consult on behalf of the American Hotel and Lodging Association says U.S. leisure travelers plan to significantly pare back their travel plans amid rising COVID-19 cases. 69% planning to take fewer trips, 55% say they're planning to postpone existing travel plans, and 42% are likely to cancel plans without rescheduling. Nearly three in four are likely to only travel to places within driving distance. And Sinhong Global USA announced Wednesday that they will be investing $10 million into a new distribution warehouse in Clarksville. The South Korean firm is a logistics company and a major supplier for LG Electronics USA, who have a manufacturing facility near Clarksville. I'm Ron Jordan reporting. News updates around the clock, when it breaks, and on demand at WGNSRadio.com. We are News Radio WGNS. Here at Bud's Tire, we make buying Michelin tires simpler. I'm Allison Mitchell with Bud's Tire Pros. We offer a straightforward approach to service, including nationwide warranties with every purchase. Stop in today to see our full lineup of Michelin and BF Goodrich tires. For whatever you drive, Michelin and BF Goodrich have a tire to fit any need. Bud's Tire Pros, hassle-free, guaranteed. We're located on East Main Street, exactly three miles from the town square, one mile past Rutherford Boulevard. Visit us online at BudsTireProsTN.com. Good neighbor weather. Listen live to WGNS Radio on our website, and Alexa, or Google devices. Search WGNS Radio for on-demand podcasts in iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, and Stitcher. Plus, we have direct links to podcasts at WGNSRadio.com. Mostly sunny here this afternoon, high in the mid-80s. Winds out of the northwest of 5 to 10 miles per hour. For tonight, mostly clear skies and a low near 56. I'm meteorologist Jennifer Wojcicki on News Radio WGNS. Currently, it's 62. Premier 6 Theater on Broad and Jackson Heights, showing all of your favorite movies. Call their hotline, 896-4100 or go seeamovie.com. Popcorn, pop fresh daily. Their movie hotline, 896-4100 or go seeamovie.com. Premier 6 on Broad and Jackson Heights. From NHC's Adams Place, home of Premier Senior Living on Memorial Boulevard, it's The Truman Show on News Radio WGNS. FM 100.5 and 101.9, AM 1450, and streaming at WGNSRadio.com. And welcome back, everybody. Uh, we're having a, um, I, I guess it's an education out here, because everybody sees the planes out in the air. And and they and most of them, uh, you realize that a lot of them are local. And um, I have actually seen some come close to my house when, when I was living in town, but it was not as close as I was thinking that it was. And I, and I've always known that the uh, air traffic was safe right here in Murfreesboro, and it always has been. But the um, the airways are starting to grow quite a bit here as far as all the different pilots. And it's become one of the most recreational things that you can do. And I, I sit there and watch them. I, I think sometimes that I'd like to be up there, but I'd rather be jumping out of them than flying, <laughs> uh, to be perfectly honest with you. I, I mean, they, they, these pilots in, in the Air Force, they would always 
say, hey, hey, guys, you're a whole lot safer flying in here than you are jumping. I had to disagree with them. <laughs> but, but we get to fly. And once that chute opens, it's just like magic. It's just like you're in another world. But the same, that's the same way with flying, isn't it? Being, being an aviator. It is. It definitely is. So tell me again, you're going you're gonna to have the uh, young people come over here at the Murfreesboro Airport. This is going to start something for them that is, like I said before, it's almost magical, isn't it? It's very magical. Yeah. Um, the last ride I gave uh, to a, uh, a wannabe pilot, uh, we took off, and, and uh, um, I let her do the takeoff. Um, and I looked over, and I just said, well, what do you think? Do you like it? Mm-hmm. And the look in her eyes was priceless, but she just says, uh, yeah, uh, it just it, you could tell she was instantly hooked and in love. Yeah, you know. Do the ladies love it quicker than the guys? Uh, it it sometimes. Yeah. Uh, sometimes it's, it's pretty equal. Um, you know, if you can get them young enough, it, they just, you know, it, it can really just catch them. They make great pilots, don't they? They, they do. Make, they they do. make great pilots. Yeah, it's amazing. And uh, well, your daughter. She loves it, evidently, but 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 she's an air traffic controller, and the stress of that, it, it, at one time it was uh, listed as one of the most stressful of all jobs. That's the number one response I get when I tell somebody that she's a controller, and they're just like, oh, that's so stressful, but she loves it. Yeah. She loves it. It takes a, a special type to be in there. Right. But she loves to fly also. She loves to fly also. When I when I bought my first airplane, I bought it for availability. I'd come out on a beautiful day like today, and I was like, man, I'm going to go flying today. I couldn't rent one because they were booked solid. So I bought an airplane, and I'd come out I'd come out to the hangar. I was like, it's a beautiful day. I'm going to go flying. And got the hangar, and my plane was gone, and she had taken it. <laughs> and... Uh, uh, it's that a, sounds like a trouble in paradise. <laughs> it's a story. It's a story I tell all the time. That yeah. that. Uh, but I would text her, and I was like, "Where are you at?" Well, I didn't think you were flying today, so me and my friends went to Missouri for lunch. Yeah, you know, or, uh, and uh, you know, deep down, it, it was. I was I was proud for her to do it. I mean, what a great thing for a teenager to be able to do. And and uh, there's there's a lot worse things you can do as a teenager. And, and I was proud of her. Now she has four airplanes and and still loves flying just as much. This is making me want to go get my own airplane and learn <laughs> how to fly is what it's doing. Well, it's going to drive me crazy now. But I guess at my age, I'd be probably banned from the airways. No, no. You come out, I'll take you go fly. you got to promise not to jump out. But uh, I will have you, my parachute on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know you like jumping out of the airplanes, but as long as you promise not to jump out, we can go fly anytime. We might be able to do that. <laughs> now, what's the age um, limits as far as flying? Um, well, a- And going out and flying with you guys. Uh, there has to be an age limit, I'm sure. Oh, yes. Uh, so for our Young Eagles event uh, mm-hmm. coming up on the 18th, uh, it's uh, ages 8 to 17. Okay. Uh, can come out and get a free flight. So no seven-year-olds on down. Right. No 17. And I can understand that because the reactions are going to be different. Right. Yeah. Um, now, when they um, actually are able to fly on their own, 
what age are we looking at? Um, so once you start lessons, you have to be 16. But to you be can take to, lessons at what age? Uh, you know, as a flight instructor myself, I recommend no younger than 14 to start mm -hmm. learning. Uh, because you can't solo, which is a big part of your training, doing some solo flights. Mm -hmm. uh, you can't solo until your 16th birthday. Okay. Now, can you get a license when you're 16? You cannot get a license when you're 16, but you can't. You get your license at 17. That's the earliest age you can get. Uh, it's a private pilot certificate. That's, that's when you can officially become a pilot and, and fly your family around and such. Can you uh, go over there at age 17 over here at the Murfreesboro Airport and rent a plane and fly on your own once you get your license? Absolutely. Yeah. Wow. Oh, yeah. I'm surprised at that. Would, would they know the locations very well at age 17 where they could fly and, and what their uh, um, particular uh, space is? that they have to maintain in that particular area. Oh, yeah. So the, the training is, is real extensive. Uh, it's everything from, you know, the basic aerodynamics, how to handle the airplane, navigation, uh, all services available to them, including, you know, other airports, how to operate at other airports. Mm -hmm. uh, it, it's, it's a lot. It's a lot, of, a lot of flying, a lot of book work, too. Uh, a lot to learn. So by the time you get your first, uh, you know, we don't call them licenses, we call them certificates. By the time you get your first pilot certificate, you are competent, even at 17, uh, to go flying. A 17-year-old will be healthier than just about anybody else. <laughs> but do they have to have uh, uh, yearly checkups and all those other things that go with it? So, yeah, we actually, uh, in aviation, for just, uh, you know, a private pilot, uh, every two years, you have to go uh, up with a flight instructor and get what we call a flight review. Mm -hmm. um, and they'll tailor, generally the flight instructor will tailor that to, you know, what kind of flying you do uh, and maybe work on some, you know, new stuff, expand your skill set mm -hmm. uh, and such. Uh, the smart pilots, though, continuously uh, work on their, their training. Yeah. How many people actually go into careers uh, because of their flying early. I, I, I had heard one time that uh, this, uh, MTSU had a really uh, great success story as far as uh, the pilots that they train will end up either in commercial flying or, or uh, in the service. Oh, yeah. I, the actual numbers, I don't know. I know MTSU has a great success. MTSU mm -hmm. has a great relationship uh, with a lot of folks in the industry. Mm -hmm. um, I know as a career pilot myself, you know, I tell people where I went to school mm -hmm. at MTSU and instantly, even if they're from some other part of the country that's never heard of Murfreesboro, they know MTSU. Um, when MTSU pilots have an excellent reputation throughout the, the industry. You know, Murfreesboro was on the front page of the Wall Street Journal the other day. Oh, I did not know that. Yeah, they're telling everybody that that's the place to go now. And the, the people from California and New York are moving here by the truckloads. Of course, you wonder why. I mean, who would not want to live in New York and in California? Yeah, I think we've all been here long enough to know what kind of great place Murfreesboro is. Of course. Who wouldn't want to 
And their aerospace program over at MTSU, you know, even beyond the pilots, there's so many different careers that they're training for Yeah. with the air traffic controllers and the dispatchers and airport management and airport administration. It's just if you want to get into aviation as a young person, MTSU is a great foothold to have. But what you guys are teaching them is pretty close to what they're doing. It, it's a big step mm -hmm. toward uh, going to the school. Now, what your guys are doing with your Eagle group, your young Eagle group, um, how much would that lead into a career as far as the things that we were talking about? Um, would would people that have gone through all the training that you're giving them would they be required to go through and get a um, college education you might say uh well you know we just uh, the young eagles we just kind of give them their their first taste you know and then we do these uh, that's pretty events. big though it is huge yeah um, you know a lot of people think uh that well there's you know i, I couldn't do that how i don't know how i would do that maybe i'm they think they're not capable. Maybe they think it's too expensive. Um, and so we give them their first taste and kind of answer some of those questions. It's, mm -hmm. it's more attainable than a lot of people think. Um, you know, the, these airplanes out here, uh, people would think they're unreachable in price, but it's, in often cases it's no more expensive than the car in your garage. Really? Um, now the operating is a little bit different. And, um, the the certification for you as a pilot is a little bit different, but mm -hmm. it's, it's very reachable. And so we try to kind of share that fact um, with the, the kids in the community and their parents to get them started. And, you know, what better career to get into than something you love? And uh, I, I personally, I, I could speak for Jerry as well, given, given it's like introducing someone to their future spouse. <laughs> You know, you, you introduce them to something they love, and, and it, it's, it's life-changing. Well, let's talk a little bit about the money part. How, what would be, say, the average cost for a person to go through your training uh, and get their pilot's license? Uh, what would be a, a normal amount to, to, to fund that? Uh, well, the FAA sets down uh, minimums for training for your first license, which for most people is typically the private pilot certificate. Yeah. Um, if you just go by those minimums, um, which is, you know, 40 hours of flight training, and then there's a whole lot of ground school that goes, uh, estimate that at the minimums is around $10,000, mm -hmm. um, depending on who you are and when you fly. And when I say who you are, uh, kids tend to soak it up like a sponge. So the quicker uh, you pick it up, the better off you are. Definitely. Uh, kids can soak it up like a sponge. You know, folks like me, you know, start learning a little bit slower. Uh, but that doesn't mean that it's going to necessarily But you had an take advantage. You had an advantage. I definitely had an advantage uh, yeah. being just immersed in it from, from a young age. Yeah. That's not bad at all when, when you get something that you love and you're going to have it the rest of your life. I wonder how many pilots actually have their own planes. Is that a, a, a fairly high percentage? You, you go to a lot of towns. I know that we've got some. Uh, Donald McDonald, he's, he's got his own airport, which you uh, 
have access to, don't you, Jerry? Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's and, a nice and, airstrip. And go out there and, and fly and have the picnics and all the fun and all you guys getting together. It It, it is a, a, um, a, a special club. It, it really is. But uh, I see you go down in Florida, you see a lot of them that have their own hangars there. Uh, in Texas, I've seen a number of them. And uh, it, it's... You change your whole life, don't you? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> uh, the things that meant a whole lot to you earlier may not mean as much once you're um, you're just captured. I mean, once you do that, it doesn't seem just like Jerry. You was talking about uh, your daughter grabbing your airplane and flying somewhere to eat lunch with mm -hmm. with some of her buddies. Yeah. Can you do anything without being in the air anymore? <laughs> Well, uh, if you talk to my wife, she'd probably say no. <laughs> but, but uh, yeah, I mean, it's just that enjoyable. I mean, you you getting involved with it. Even if I go to the airport and I'm not going flying today, just you know, talking to the my hangar neighbors and and the people at the airport, it, it's a it's a great it's a great experience for us. It's something we all enjoy. You see, today's Thursday. Y'all, y'all go over and drink coffee and eat donuts on Thursdays, don't you? <laughs> yeah, donut Thursday. Donut Thursday. Yeah, I've been invited to that, yeah. and I'm not even flying. That's yeah. pretty neat. It's yeah. it's a fun thing uh, uh, to sit around and you know share stories and catch up with folks and have some good old donut country donuts and some airport coffee. A lot of your stories are really grown out of proportion haven't they over the years <laughs> uh every now and then some of them turn out like fishing stories. have you ever had while you were flying southwest airline have you ever had a situation that bothered you that uh it looked like something was going to happen and uh you're going to have to make quick decisions um well well the yes but it bother bother me is the wrong term um it more more like uh, I could see something that was not going to go as planned or as mm -hmm. intended, um, but all of your training and all of the resources uh, that you have available to you, especially in an airline, but, uh, you know, when Jerry and I are out flying our own aircraft, we have similar resources, whether uh, it be air traffic control and weather services and stuff like that. Uh, we're trained to use all that. And we're trained to, we call it being ahead of the airplane. Mm -hmm. um, you know, when I train my students, I tell them, never let your body go somewhere that your brain wasn't five minutes ago. So we're always thinking ahead, thinking ahead, thinking ahead. So that when a situation arises to where, well, this may not go as planned, mm -hmm. um, you you know what to do, and you yeah. know how to make the proper decisions to make it happen. I've had a few of those over the years. Maybe a storm gets parked over the airport that you'd like to land at, so well, you have to go somebody else or maybe ha somewhere else, or you have to hold out for a little while. But there's always somebody looking behind your back. There's two of us up there uh, at the airline level, um, and we have dispatchers at our headquarters that are watching over us as well. They They actually have little computer screens, and they... It shows where the airplane is doing and, and everything that's going on. So they're here to, there to help if we need But you got the FAA looking behind your back all the time. Uh, the FAA is always around. Um, 
Um, I'm privileged to know a few FAA folks. I think you know the ones that. I know yeah. are, are, are are some of the best people in the world. Yes, absolutely. And, and and they can put a puzzle together better when you shouldn't be able to put a puzzle together. They can do it. It's unbelievable. And uh, I've always admired those type of people because um, they they're so precise in all the investigations that they do. I mean, it, I. Um, well, one of my buddies, well, you know Larry, of course. I I just think the world of him because uh, the things that they can do are just uh, um, it, it just seems like how in the world? Because I've been out on on a few of those sites. There's no way. I mean, it's you're looking right. at it, there is no way that they can do it. And doggone if they don't. It's unbelievable. But um, they protect everybody, don't they? Yeah, they're they're there. Uh, they've got a lot of roles, um, uh, but they yeah, they're there protecting us all, kind of watching out for us, checking up on us. Yeah. Sometimes keeping us honest. Yeah. I mean that one. Just recently, uh, at um, the airport, close to here, um, there it's almost some of them are almost unsolvable. Because you just you just can't put it together. It just makes some of the things makes no sense, as far as the one that happened over at the lake, right? Just recently, it, it really didn't make any sense at all. But that's why you have to have everybody that goes into the air. There have to they have to be able to handle any situation that's going to occur, and and I think they're probably right now more educated than they've ever been it's it's unbelievable how much training goes into the airways right now it is incredible in, in the last you know i don't know several decades with the advent of computers and everybody's access to a computer and the internet has enhanced that yeah. even more we can provide extra layers of resources and training uh for we as pilots we can keep ourselves sharp and our skills up to date. Well, if they've got cars that can park themselves, <laughs> they should be able to do anything with an airplane. Is they, it more complicated for you, Jerry? They have uh, planes that can land themselves. Yeah. But uh, it, it's amazing with the technology that's out there now. Uh, for example, I could I could navigate to California with my cell phone in my airplane. It would sync up with my airplane, not be able to do that. That's unbelievable. Yeah, it would show traffic, weather, and the route. It is amazing. It's amazing what the information you can get, and um, that's that's one of the things we were talking about. He was talking about young people can soak up information. Yeah. Like a sponge, it's just amazing for me to watch. Because the older I get, the harder it is for me to learn, and uh, I uh, I love to watch the young people soak it up and. Is it going to become so computerized that we won't even have a pilot in there? I hear people talking. I, I about guess you'll that. have you can have a stewardess in there, but you may not have a pilot. And that sounds kind of absurd, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. I, I hear that a lot. Um, some of my peers may think it's going to happen. I personally don't think it'll happen because. You know, Computers do a really good job. Computers do a better job at some things than humans do. However, um, the greatest computer ever created is the human brain. 
And I've had plenty of situations that, that the computer would have taken me over here, but I knew, based on my experiences um, and my training, no, we're going to do this instead. And mm -hmm. that's, this is the safest and the, this is the best course of action. Uh, so I, personally, I don't, I don't think it's going to happen. Have there's plenty of unmanned aircraft out there, but there's flying, flying other, flying people around. I, I'm not sure that's ever going to happen. I may be wrong, but that's that's. I just would not fly in a plane that's strictly computer. <laughs> I've got to have a pilot in there, and I think most people are that way also. Um, computers can be almost perfect, but they don't. Ha I don't think they think can react to every situation that happens in in the airways. I don't think it's possible. And and I a lot of times I've been invited up to be uh up there with the people who are actually piloting the planes. And to be perfectly honest with you, I feel safe when I get up there and talk to them and we, we have a good conversation and and um uh, you you give off of that type of uh of uh experience as far as when I'm talking to you, uh, I, w I would be uh, very happy to fly with somebody like you. Oh, well, thank you. I'd be happy to have you. We should yeah. go flying sometime. Yeah. Uh, what do you eat when you uh, are up there? <laughs> well, um, part of the, the bad part when you of... When you drink something, you don't pour it on the side of your face. No, <laughs> no, no, not like in the movie. Uh <laughs> Airplane is is the most hilarious movie I've ever seen in my life. It is, and, and that's one of the movies where I think most pilots could quote it line by line, scene yeah. by scene. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, so that's actually a difficult part of the career-wise as a pilot is because you spend most of your time seated. Mm -hmm. um, so it's... It's difficult sometimes, but you have to try to eat as healthy as you can, lots of salads, mm -hmm. uh, lots of water. Have you ever had any trouble with the passengers? Um, it, it, it arises every now and then. Um, it, it does arise every now and then. Why does that happen now? And it used to never. It used to never have any problems with passengers. You know, I've actually put a lot of thought into that. Um, I think some of it is the, the general environment um, of the airport. Um, sometimes I, I have to remind myself I take it for granted um, I'm around airplanes, aviation airports every single day, mm -hmm. but for a lot of folks that come out and fly that they, they may have never flown uh, before or they don't do it very often. So it puts, you know, they, they may be a little nervous. Uh, more, more often than not, they're just unfamiliar with the experience. Where do I go for this? Where do I go for that? I didn't know it was going to take me this long to wait in line to get something to eat. So they run behind, and it's, sometimes it's just the reaction to the, it's the reaction to the stress of stress uh, of the unknown. To, yeah, yeah, trying to trying to to get somewhere. They're not sure where they need to they need to be. Which gate or or, or whatever? Which seat do I sit in? Sometimes it's just that reaction to the stress of it all. Um, Do you still have security people that will ride in the planes, or has that been the lesson, you might say? Um, I can't say. <laughs> they're, they're, they're around. They're around. I, I'll say that. There's still there's plenty of uh, security out there. Well, I, well that's, that's not a bad <laughs> thing. But to be perfectly honest with you, when I fly a commercial, and I haven't 
flown in, well, it hadn't been that long ago, but the security that you have to go through before you get on the plane is unbelievable now. And uh, they will pick me almost every time. <laughs> I don't, I, do I look like that I'm evil or anything <laughs> like that? Well, I probably do, but but it, it just bothers me. You have to take off your shoes and, and all that other stuff, and it, it the security is really the number one thing that has bothered me as far as flying and all the other things that you have to go through. It is a difficult step in the process, and I think some of it, unfortunately, is a, a product of uh, somebody ruined it for all the rest of us. Now we have to do this and jump through these hoops. It's, yeah. um, I, go, I go through security screening as well. Uh, you know, um, I'm working, yeah. and so it does get to be... Uh, a little tedious at times, but uh, they provide a, they provide a good service and they keep us pretty safe. Nine one one is coming up. How did that make you feel when um, that happened? I know how I felt. It, it I was in uh, Arizona when that happened, and uh, it, uh, it 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 shook me up because I you never expected something like that to happen in this country. It did. Um, I remember experience, and I, you know, like everyone else, I remember exactly where I was. I was here in Murfreesboro, and uh, it was a little bit more on, you know, my level coming from a flying family, an airline family. Um, I thought about, you know, not only everybody that um, that, that that perished at the the Pentagon and the yeah. World Trade Centers in Pennsylvania, but yeah. uh, those crews as well. Uh, those airline crews that is unsuspecting, you know, they th were starting a normal day of a normal trip. Um, and so, and then it changed the industry um, a lot, you know, forever. Um, yeah. You know, the day-to-day the -day of how I did my job on September the 10th, 2001, um, by September the, the 12th, it, it, was, it was all completely different. Yeah. I, I can't even imagine... I remember I was. We had gone through uh, Hoover Dam and did all the the sightseeing and the studies there in Lake Mead and all that stuff. And uh, after that happened, they had closed Hoover Dam down. I mean, nobody was allowed to even go through there. And it, it, you're you're right. It it, it was something that. Uh, people move freely in this country without even any thoughts whatsoever, and then all of a sudden, um, uh, I, I know I flew not long after that, and I was looking at every passenger, and if 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 they didn't look like me, I was worried about them, and it it it, it pretty much uh, changed everything that's going on. How did it affect you, Jerry? The same thing. I got to work. I got to work that day, and the first one had hit the trade tower. And, and uh, um, of course, being a pilot, I got everybody jumped on me at work, like, look what happened, you know. And, yeah. and then as we were watching the second one hit, and it just, it, it, as far as us general aviation pilots, we couldn't fly for two weeks after that. The, while they're assessing what they're going to do for security, it, it was a big change for all of us. But... Um, being that, you know, some of those people that died on that day are, you know, worked for my company and it's just, it's just, uh, you just feel sad that we're in that, we're in that place in life. Yeah. Now it's, it's 
still to this day um, employees I still have that were working that day and it, yeah. it still affects them yeah all right let, let's get back to something cheerful all right when are you going to have it again because a, a lot of people probably weren't ready with their pins and things <laughs> like that and I'm sure that there's going to be a lot of parents going to bring in be bringing their children out uh, and they need to be age eight right yes sir eight to 17 okay eight to 17 and uh, uh, they need to be there by 10 o'clock or should they be there earlier than 10 o'clock um, yeah out at the Murfreesboro airport uh, anytime between 10 a.m. and 1 30 okay uh, we'll be flying so uh, they, they can be a little late and get there. Oh, yes, sir. How many would you expect that would be coming out there in a normal type situation? You've done it before, but it's been a little while before you've done it. Yeah, typically uh, we'll average flying around 60 kids or so, uh, sometimes a little bit more, sometimes a little less. Our last event, we flew 64 kids. Mm -hmm. um, hoping to have a really good turnout. Sometimes the weather, uh, if it's a beautiful day, we'll, we'll get a whole lot more come out good um, I've got a, uh, some some good uh, uh, food vendors coming out I um, hope everyone come out and just uh, get a little bit of barbecue we've got ship dogs barbecue gonna be having I get hungry just thinking Ooh, about this good now. Um, I, I guarantee it <laughs> I guarantee it's good it makes me hungry just thinking about it <laughs> yeah and then uh, for uh, after after flight refreshment I've got sea turtle shaved ice coming out mm -hmm. um, so every, are, are all of the kids going to get together at any particular time after they've flown? Will some of them get to stay to the other flights, get in, and maybe uh, share that experience with, with those that are their yeah, they, age? They have a great thing in the new terminal over at Murfreesboro. They have an observation deck that you can go up and watch airplanes coming and going from a higher level mm -hmm. from the second story. and, and uh, that's fabulous. Uh, I fly all the time, and I still go up there and sit and watch airplanes come and go sometimes. I think that would be fun for you guys to just sit there and listen to them uh, converse about some of the things that they felt and all of that. And, uh, oh, yeah. And you have some people, like we were talking about Larry Williams earlier, some of the people have been flying out of there for a long time. Yeah. You know, there's all sorts of stories and experiences that that can be shared at those events like that. Well, who is going to uh, uh, read uh, High Flight to them? <laughs> yeah. You know, I, that used to put me to bed at night. Really? They did it every night on television when television was a conservative type of uh, mm -hmm. network. And we would watch, um, uh, we would all as a family would sit there and watch them cite that verse of High Flight. It was amazing. And then play the Star Spangled Banner. Right. Of course. Right. All right. Last time. This is the last one. We're, we're, we've got to leave, but this is the last time. Tell me again when they need to be there, what day, and all that. Uh, out at the Murfreesboro Airport, uh, Saturday, September 18th from 10 a.m. to 1.30. The uh, 18th is uh, Saturday week, right? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Okay. And just go into the main terminal right through the front door and... Uh, You'll, you won't be able to miss us. Coming out of Murfreesboro, the Murfreesboro Airport is on the right-hand side. Mm -hmm. A lot of uh, older people know where Adams Place is. It's the same uh, traffic light on U-turn right coming out of Murfreesboro instead of left. And 
And I want a lot of people to show up because that'll be a special thing for your young ones in, in a great education trip. So I'm glad that you guys are here. Chris and Jerry, you are a lot of fun and uh, quite competent. I, I, I can tell that. I feel safer for the airways around here, <laughs> well, to be you. honest with you. All right, guys, we'll see you in the morning at 9. From NHC's Adams Place, home of premier senior living on Memorial Boulevard, it's The Truman Show on News Radio WGNS, FM 100.5 and 101.9, AM 1450, and streaming at WGNSRadio.com.